Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast. Today, we're going to talk about purpose-driven friends and what it really means when we allow God to choose the people we are connected to. Today, I welcome a guest that has a very special place in my heart, Melissa. She's a wife, mother of four young children, and one of the truest examples of a purpose-driven friend. Hey, friend. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. We all want to be surrounded by people that make us feel good. So that's how we usually choose our friends, based on, honestly, more selfish reasons. How do you benefit me? How are you going to add to my life and make me a happier person? And that's how we choose friends. But when God connects two people together, there's a supernatural reason. And we're going to talk more about that today. I've always been one that loves to make new friends, friends of all different walks in life, from the adventurous water rafting, the camping friend, the princess friend, the tomboy friend, the childhood friend. You know, we naturally choose our friends based on interests, likes, and personality meshes in similar seasons, right? Yeah. However, God chooses relationships for such a greater and eternal purpose. It's always deeper, more meaningful, and it's not easily shaken. I wanted to talk a little bit today about friends versus purpose-driven friends. There's a big difference, right? Yes, there is. Melissa, I remember several years ago when I was going through one of the hardest seasons of my life, and I didn't want to really reach out to you because, you know, we are so opposite, and I just didn't know how you would take everything or um, what your opinion would be, right? sure, yeah. Because we are so opposite. I mean, I don't even think we like the same type of pizza. It's like, you like New York style. I like Chicago style. You know, (laughs) we're like opposite in every way. Like if we wrote it down on paper, we'd probably have like two things in common. Yeah. You're an extrovert to the max and I'm the opposite of that. So, and TJ Maxx. Yes, for sure. We have TJ Maxx in common. (laughs) Most importantly, what we have in common is we both love Jesus. Yeah. And it's just, it's just really proof of God when he puts two people together because it has nothing to do with what you have in common. Right, right, right. I remember when I came over to your house, I was very hesitant, very guarded. But you told me later that that was the day that you knew that God connected us. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So I remember you telling me in a very guarded way, what was going on in your life. I think when you don't know if you can trust someone or if you don't know if you, you know, whatever you're thinking about that person, you're not sure how much you want to say. So you were pretty vague with what was happening um, at first. And um, I remember you coming over a second time. And I remember just saying to you, Leah, you're so down. I'm, I'm not used to seeing you so down. Um, Because you're so um, fun and lighthearted and, you know, usually just full of joy. So it was the opposite of what I had been used to seeing um, in your life. Probably very much God pulling my heart in that direction. And I just was at that point, from that point on, very, very intentional to pursue that friendship with you. Um, To be, I wanted to be a good listener. I wanted to be there for you. Not out of pity. But I wanted to be a good friend to you. Um, in turn, feel like I have been incredibly blessed by you. And at times have wondered, am I a good friend to her? Am I a good friend? Am I really a good friend? And just even crying, hoping that I'm actually being the kind of friend that you need. And But yeah, that was kind of where it started for me. Wow. Um, you taking me back like that just brings tears in my eyes. <laughs> 
I thank God that he has restored me since then. And it's such a reminder of his faithfulness just thinking back like that. I partially credit not giving up and this radical obedience that I've been walking in due to your purpose-driven friendship. Mm. God knew exactly what I needed, who was going to be the rock and the type of friendship that wouldn't let me give up, that would believe when even when I didn't believe. I almost felt like a lot of times you were actually an angel and not even human um, because it was just amazing on how God used you in so many ways and so many times when I wanted to give up. And I never did. And I feel like A lot of it had to do with you being such a strategic part of my journey during that time. Yeah. God loves you so much. Mm -hmm. Has there been any other specific time in your life that you feel that you've had this type of friendship? I had, when I went through something very difficult with, um, I had incredible back pain that just, just took me out. God put people... I remember one person in particular who continued to pray for me, continued to encourage me, um, would deal with my grumpy attitude and my questions and anger. All that to say, I I totally agree that God puts people in your life that um, will remind you of God's promises, all because God is, he loves you so much and he's faithful and To me, when someone knows, and you had so many ways that God spoke to you and so many times, even like random people that you've never met before, you know, speak these promises and these truths. To me, I wanted to be that person that was going to help you hold on to that. Right. And and I've had people do that for me, help me hold on to the promise that God is a healer. All, to me, it all goes back to the fact that God is crazy about you. And he's not going to let you go. Um, and I, I felt honored to be in the thick of that journey with you. I just felt very honored. I have very few people in my life that every time I talk to them, they reminded me of Jesus. And that, that was you. That's you. Every single time. Wow, that's the best compliment. <laughs> Where's the Kleenex? I just saw the the beauty of Jesus. Even when you were broken, the beauty of Jesus. And it's incredible to see, um, like you said, where he has brought you and how he's journeyed with you through this. Wow. Thank you, friend. That's what I, I would literally say to God. <laughs> I'm honored to, I don't want her to go through this, but I'm honored to walk with her through it. And help me to be a good friend. Help me to be a good friend to her. Because he loves you so much. And he's faithful. He's so faithful. Mm. Yeah. And just that statement alone is just an example of, is evidence of a purpose-driven friend. That here someone's going through the hardest time in their life and you feel honored to walk through it with them. Friends that are not purpose-driven might walk through it with you, but they're not honored. Yeah. They either are obligated or they feel like you you walk through it for them or whatever reason. I don't think they're going to really feel honored about that process, right? It's it's kind of like, well, she's my friend, so I need to be there for her. I mean, pain is not fun. <laughs> you know, it's not happy. Nobody wants to walk through pain, right? And maybe you're not in that season in your life. That takes endurance that only God can give somebody. Right. 
another aspect of a purpose-driven friend is that, you know, us as humans, the, the closer you are to someone, the more you spend time with them, there is going to, for a fact, be some type of offense along the way because we are humans and we're not perfect, right? But as we have probably all experienced, you know, with a typical friendship that you just choose because you have things in common with them, right? Or you like how they make you feel. When there is that offense, it can be shaken. That person might not talk to you again, you know? Right. You know, you can have a friend for 20 years and there can be an offense and that person can walk out of your life and never talk to you again over one offense with 20 years of history. Right. And most people have seen friends that come and go, even friends that you think you're going to have forever and, you know, you're going to be old ladies and you're going to crochet blankets together or whatever, you know, they're kind of like sister types of friends. Yeah. But when God puts two people together, when there is a fence, because there's bound to be, then you're able to work it out. You know, you and I, Melissa, have had times of offense, but we were able to talk it over and it was like nothing ever happened. Yeah. It's in those times that it's very important to be teachable and to grow from the offense. The key is to stay humble and teachable. On the other hand, we might lose friends without any explanation at all. There has not been an offense or one that you know of, and there's no reconciliation or closure, and you just don't know why that person is not your friend anymore. Right. Life has really taught me that most friends are seasonal and only a few are lifetime. So we need to have a loose grip on our relationships. But I remember when my mind was blown, when God started to really reveal his perspective, that it's not rejection, it's protection. You see, when you're going somewhere that you've never been before, not everybody can go with you. So God actually protects you by preventing the wrong people from being in your life, taking up your time from emotionally maybe harming you or emotionally being attached to you because he wants you to be free of certain people and not everybody can go with you. And that doesn't mean that they're bad people, but they are not going where God is taking you. And maybe they're not in a place where they can even understand your journey. Maybe they're not going to encourage you. Maybe they're not going to spur you on. Whatever God's reasons are, it's not rejection. It's actually protection. And that really changed my whole mindset, you know? And now when he does bring me a purpose-driven friend or someone that I feel like I'm supposed to connect to, it takes discernment and allowing him to choose your friends. It really matters less if we have five things in common or how that person can benefit me. I jump into the relationship expectant because I always know that God's about to show up. And it's because of that perspective, we're more grateful than we are resentful. Before he revealed that concept to me, I was actually struggling a lot. Like the struggle was real, you know, like, you know, I feel a lot of rejection. Like I'm like the most loyal friend and they left. But when you allow God to give you his perspective, everything changes. Yeah. When you meet someone that might be a purpose-driven friend, a lot of times it just doesn't make sense. It does not make any sense on why you will be connected to that person. But as you grow and you allow God to move in your friendship, He starts to reveal such a more meaningful reason. And it's so fulfilling. You're not going to get that from friends that you just have fun with and go to the mall, go shopping, and, you know, watch shows together. You know, you're just not going to get that type of friendship. But that's the friendship that God wants all of us to have. Doesn't mean that you're not going to have fun with the person. It's not like God just puts you together and super deep and spiritual all the time and you have no fun. I've had a lot of fun with you, Melissa, right? Yeah. 
We have a lot of great memories, but that is not the foundation of our friendship. Right. The foundation of our friendship is very spiritual and it's very Christ-centered. Yeah. And that's what he wants for all of our relationships, not just friendships, with our mates, with our, our family. Every relationship, every person we are tied to should have a greater purpose, not just a feel-good, fun have fun till we die type of friendship. You know, there's so much more that God has planned for us, but we have to be willing to open up our hand and give him complete control of every area of our life. In Proverbs, it says, as iron sharpens iron, so one friend sharpens another. Right. When God started to change my mindset regarding choosing friends, and I blogged about Purpose Driven Friends in 2017, I spoke about when God brings you a Jonathan-like friend. Right. You know, Jonathan was David's best friend. The Bible says that he was literally linked to his soul. The soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. God will bring you this kind of friend when you're going through a time that you want to give up, and God has a great purpose for you, and He's like, you are not going to give up. (laughs) I need to bring somebody that's going to be tied to her destiny, that even if there's a fence, even if there's things that normally would break up a friendship, this friendship will not break because I am the glue. I am the one that is bringing these two together. Right. You have definitely been a Jonathan friend. Even with your growing family, four young children, you're a wife, you know, you were always busy. You always had something going on, a full calendar. I just felt like, you know, you were always... Right. It's not like you were single and you kind of had free time to spend on me. I mean, you were busy, you know, but God would stop you on my behalf. I remember that. And there were so many times that you would wake up in the middle of the night with like visions about me. You would stop in the middle of your busy schedule to cry out for me. And, you know, you would believe when I would come over and say, like, I want to give up today. And somehow I would spend time with you. And in that one hour of nap time, you know, <laughs> I had to come over like at two o'clock when we would get, you would tell me like, Leah, I only have an hour. It's nap time. And that's the only quiet time you're going to get. So come over from two to three. <laughs> and I would just rush to your house because I was in this desperate need to connect with you. And it was so funny now that I look back, but... You know, in that one hour, I literally remember times that I'm like, today's the day I'm going to give up. I'm going to pack it all in. I just don't want to do it. Not because I don't believe that God can do it, but I was just weary. I was lonely. I missed my family. I missed everything that I was familiar with. You know, it was just a very, very trying season for me. And I was really broken, you know, but I would come over and I just remember God using you so greatly, whatever you would say to me, whatever it was that you would encourage me with, I remember leaving literally ready to continue the journey. Like I would walk out of your door with a smile on my face, ready to continue the journey. Mm-hmm. Like I almost like I had an hour of a, a, a Jesus boost or something, you know, and then I would just be ready to continue. And I remember that would be like, I would just drive home thanking God for you because it's like, wow. But I remember you would stop in the middle of your busy schedule and you would cry out for me, you know? Yeah, God, it's so good. That kind of paints a picture of how hard it is to hang out with a mom of four young kids. Right. You know, but you did it. You were so intentional with that. And and I'm I'm so glad my kids got to know you too, because they they have an Auntie Lily that they love and adore. Oh. And in, in lots of ways, they get to see your story from the kid's point of view, and it's really cool. So anyways, 
You were very gracious to uh, <laughs> to work with me on uh, my uh, availability and limits of availability. <laughs> yep, it's all about being flexible. So, Melissa, what is your take on a Jonathan friendship? I remember going to the Dare to Be concert conference kind of thing with Natalie Grant and Charlotte Gamble. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was really fun. Yeah. At one point, Charlotte was speaking and she started talking about something I have never heard anyone preach about in that way. And she was saying how her and Natalie were connected like Jonathan and David. And she... And she was saying all these things that were making us laugh, but there was, it was like everything she was saying was pointing to our friendship, um, especially about being divinely connected, that Jonathan was divinely connected to David's destiny. Um, and that Jonathan believed in David's destiny. Jonathan believed without a shadow of a doubt that David was going to sit on the throne. Um, and he was, even though it could have been his position, He was in a place where he wanted to stand with David and believe with him for that destiny. How she worded it, but something about how you'd never be friends in the natural. You're totally different people. You know, why are these two so connected? That it's just God. Um, It's God that they're connected. And, you know, thinking about David, Jonathan protected his life. Jonathan really went with David through, through the hardest point of his life, probably. Um, and walked with him through that. Yeah, I just remember being blown away that she was talking about something that I've never heard preached in that way before. I mean, I've definitely heard messages about David and Jonathan, and they were all good, but I've never heard it worded like that. I don't know. Have you? Have you ever heard? No, that was the first time I actually ever heard of that too. In fact, um, I knew that God brought us together, but I didn't know that you were tied to my destiny. Like when she said, like, even if I wanted to get rid of her, I couldn't. When she said that, it really resonated (laughs) with me. That's right. (laughs) It really resonated with me. I just remember we were in a dark auditorium, but as soon as she said that they were tied to each other's destiny, we immediately started holding hands. It's like, we knew that was us. Yeah. You know, we yep. knew that there's a greater purpose to our friendship. It was one thing to know that God brought us together. But then when she said, even if you wanted to get rid of them, you couldn't. <laughs> even if you offended them, it doesn't matter what you would do, what would normally break up a friendship, you couldn't right. do that. Right. And it's because you are actually, it was like the only reason why you are friends is because that person is tied to your destiny. That is the main purpose of it all. Yeah. You know, because you're tied to their destiny, it's unshakable. Right. And she started joking about how Natalie and her, like, why are they even friends? Like, you know, they have, they don't have anything in common. She's from the UK. Natalie's from the States, you know, all these things that they don't have in common. Right. But how this was all tested in their life, but they are so close. They're like soulmates, like Jonathan and David. Right. And we knew that's us. Right. I'm sure God's going to use us one day to be someone else's Jonathan, and I'll know exactly what it looks like because of how we exampled it and watching God move in our relationship. Right. Yeah. Well, I know I've said it many times before, but I just want to thank you again for being that friend that has stuck closer than a brother, as the Bible says, just walking through that tough season with me and just all your guidance and your support and your encouragement. You will always have a special place in my heart. I have been blown away a million times over in the ways that you have blessed me and um, been an incredible friend to me. I would say a much better friend to me than I have ever been to you. 
And um, that's not true. (laughs) Yeah, I just I I feel that I don't want to forget the weight of what you've been going through and how just how hard it's been. I don't want to like in any way in my heart make light of that um, and forget how how hard and difficult it's been. So I guess to me, I wanted to be a friend that um, kept you close in my heart, close in my prayers, um, all of that, you know, wanted to be a very good friend. And I feel like you are probably one of the most thoughtful people I know. Um, Yeah. So I've just been very blessed by your friendship. I just really encourage you listening right now that you will allow God to choose your friendships because life is so much richer, better, and purposeful when you do. Meaning if someone approaches you, maybe someone that you would normally not connect to and they want to get coffee or lunch or go for a walk together, then, you know, be sensitive to that and discerning that this might be a purpose-driven friendship. This might be someone God wants you to connect to. (laughs) You might think, "Uh, I have nothing in common with this person, but that might be the very person that God wants to put in your life. And you don't have to be concerned if it's the wrong person for you. We just let it play out and let God move, and He will protect us. But we have to be willing to allow God to connect us to the right people that He has for us. Right, for sure. You know, I have friends age anywhere from 25 to 65. I have every race of friend, every walk in life of friend, from California to North Carolina. I have such a diverse group of friends. And honestly, most of my friends are introverts. You know, so naturally I'm attracted to extroverts because we have a lot of fun together, right? Right. But introverts have actually deposited huge elements of growth in my life. Yeah. I believe I'm a more solid person. I'm a more sensitive person and a better listener because I have introverts in my life Mm. where extroverts make me feel good and we have fun. And I'm not saying that they can't also deposit, but there's something about allowing God to take you out of your comfort zone where the most growth happens. Yeah. And so if you just hang out with people that are your biggest fan and they just pat you on the back and clap for you every, you know, yeah, and, and they cheer you on every moment and never really speak truth into your life, then that's a disadvantage to you, you know, right. and you will only grow so much and you will only be a certain type of person if you stick around with people like that, that can't take you to the next level. Right. Yep. That doesn't mean that God doesn't bring anyone in my life that, you know, where I feel like, wow, we're very similar, but the majority of who he has me attached to are those that are opposite of me. And maybe I don't really see us as friends naturally. Yeah. And sometimes God wants you to connect to someone because he wants you to minister to that person. And we need to have an open heart to be able to connect to the people that God wants us to connect to. You might think you have nothing in common with that person, you know, personality clashes or, you know, your age might be different. Your walk of life might be different. It might not be an obvious friendship. The truth is, if we look at who Jesus hung out with, those were unlikely, (laughs) uncommon people, you know, nothing like Jesus, right? But he intentionally would flock to people that he could encourage, that would, you know, help grow his ministry, that would take him to his destiny. And that's what he wants for us. So the key is to trust Jesus in every area of our life, including every form of relationship that we have. In wrapping up, is there anything you want to say about purpose-driven friendships? 
I guess um, I just kind of saw a picture when you were talking that, you know, you could have a lot of friends that you can only go maybe ankle deep in a, like a, a small stream or something. That's the depth of your relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can make some, some big splashes with an ankle deep stream, but there's no depth to it. I feel that um, it's important to have friends that there's depth to your relationship. You're willing to go into deeper water with them. You're willing to, to be intentional and to be the friend that they need. And you're willing to make Jesus the center of your friendship. Right. You're, you're willing to, to really pray with that person, for that person. You're willing to point them back to scripture. You're willing for them to point you back to scripture. You're willing for there to be depth in the relationship and where Jesus is the center of it, not just the part you occasionally talk about, but the depth in your relationship is him. Right. You know, I feel that when you are willing to, to open up to someone and for me, I'm guarded in who I open up to because I want God to ordain my friendships, right? I'm going to be careful, but I also will be intentional. And if I feel like this is someone I need to pursue a friendship with, or this is someone that, that we will mutually encourage each other in the Lord, then you, you can open up your heart and go, you, you know, there can be that depth in your relationship. And it's, it's, it's amazing that that kind of friendship, like you said, you could be all different walks of life, all different personalities. But when Jesus is that center, that depth, there's really no end to how much you can grow um, because that person's in your life and because you're in their life and uh, it, it kind of transcends seasons or married, not married kids, not care, you know, no kids yet, all different seasons of your life. Those kind of friendships can have incredible depth. And those are the kind of friendships that, that I look for, that I invest in. Um, and it's, it's just very, very important that not all of your friends you're just, you know, stream deep with. That's not true friendship. That's what I was picturing when you were talking. Yes, so good. God has showed me his overwhelming love and his character yes. and his yeah. patience and his long suffering just by our friendship and through our friendship. Mm. And that's how you know you have a purpose driven friend and that God has united you when your relationship points to his goodness yeah. and yeah. he is reflected in your friendship. That's how you know, okay, we got something good yes. here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you're you you watch that person imitate Christ and it's encouraging. It's incredibly encouraging. It's been so good sitting here talking with you and reminiscing on the old days. <laughs> All right, well, thanks so much for having me on your podcast, Leah. I'm so honored and blessed by you. Do you want to close us in prayer? Sure. God, I thank you that you you love with an incredible, matchless love. Um, in my kids' Bible, it says you have an unending, never stopping, unshakable love for us. And I thank you that one of the biggest ways you reveal that love is through friends, through purpose-driven friends. And so I just thank you for um, Leah, and I thank you for the friendship that we have. And I thank you for everyone that's listening to this. Um, Lord, I pray that people would have depth in their friendships, purpose in their friendships, Lord. 
um, Lord, that there would be those that hear this that are um, just sensing from you that there's someone that they need to pursue, that they need to pursue that friendship and invest richly in that friendship. Um, And Lord, I also thank you for those that are sensing that you have placed people in their life that are not in the same walk of life, not in the same season of life, not the same personality, um, but that person has been intentional to reach out to them. And maybe they've been a little bit uh, shy of, of um, hanging out, Lord. And I just, I thank you for, for drawing people to yourself um, through friendships, for drawing people to your character, your love, your goodness, your faithfulness through friendships. And Lord, I pray that, that there be friendships that come out of this because Leah has been obedient to do what you've called her to do, Lord that there would be fruit from this podcast in people's lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, friend. Well, I love you. I love you too so much, girl. You're a treasure. Subscribe at leahmariecarson.com and follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. Remember, life becomes clearer when we focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon. Thank you.